we're going to try and talk about what exactly is adventure. Where does it come from? Why do we feel this desire to have an adventure? What is a call to adventure? And probably end up getting into how does that sense of adventure fit into our Christian life? Because Walter and I are both Christians, and we usually end up talking about Christ or Bible verses or something, even if we don't intend to when we start out. But yeah, let's get into that. Welcome to Talking with Intention, a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins. My co-host is Walter Somerville, and in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts. We just believe that life is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. Okay, before we really get started, I want to give a shout out uh, to some guys that I connected with on Instagram. Uh, Well, I found their podcast first, and then I found them on Instagram. It's these four high school guys who are talking about biblical topics generally, about theology, apologetics, um, some political things. The last episode was on abortion. It's really good. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. They're doing their homework. They're, they, you know, they come into it with, sounds like some, one of them at least has some notes somewhere. They've got it on YouTube, uh, video form and audio everywhere else. Awesome. I've been checking it out. It's really cool. Um, especially if you're a teenager, I think you'll relate to these guys a lot. So go and check them out. The podcast is called Firestarters for Jesus. I don't know if I said that already, but that that's what it's called. Gotcha. Firestarters for Jesus. Nice. So wherever you're listening to this, look them up as well. Check out their podcast. Super um, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But anyway, adventure, Walter. Yeah. What is it? That's the first thing we probably need. I'm like, I've been thinking about this for a while ever since it came up in our that other podcast episode that we did at the forge which is probably going to come out much later than this episode (laughs) will Um, but we were guests on another podcast called the forge podcast or forge ministry we've talked about the forge before it's a ministry that we interact with sometimes um, and something that we started to touch on in that episode was adventure and this call to adventure this hero's journey type of thing and Ever since then, I keep thinking about it. Um, and so, yeah, let's try to define, I guess, first maybe what is adventure? What does it have to be to be an adventure? I think, to me, one of the big things that stands out is it has to put you at the edge of your capabilities. Yeah. It's got to put you right on the edge of what you're comfortable with, what you can do, and it's got to kind of push the limits, mm-hmm. right? Which It's got to take every part of you to... You were completely engaged yeah. with what with the adventure with, and that's the thing to me is I feel like it has to have a task. You got to have a goal, mm. right? Yeah, and and maybe because otherwise, so, what are you engaging with? Well, yeah, because that's I mean, I think there's different things that people say, refer to as adventure, and part one thing is the the like wandering adventure the guy who just sets out his front door and wanders around looking for interactions and things to happen to him, right? Yeah. And I don't know if I would consider that an adventure. I don't know of another word for it, but this is another area where we should have, you know, the English language falls short. We yeah. need more words for things, but... That's true. But I think, at least in my own experience, most of the adventures that I end up having, I never planned for. The goal was at least not in my mind when I started out. And as I went wandering about the woods, usually it became something exciting and it became an adventure. Yeah. Not so at maybe all because I planned it. You looking for an adventure. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's why people go wandering, right? Is they're like, well, I don't have my plan yet for my adventure, but I'll, I'm more likely to find it if I wander around. So I like that. It puts us on the edge of our capabilities. It fully engages us because it requires everything you got. I think, you know, part of the reason that this I've been thinking about this topic so much is that it, I, I've heard different people talk about it, and it really feels like a core part of humanity. And, and mainly, I think, I, I don't know, I think of like a coming-of-age story or growing up or something, and, you know, I think that's part of the reason this the van life You've seen that online, probably. I know you're not really on Instagram, but 
um, that's a big thing is people, especially young people, buying a van, moving into it, driving around. And then it seems like, to most people, you know, would say it's a more adventurous life, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I would agree with that with our definition of adventure that we've laid out here of something that you engage with completely, I guess, something that requires all of you to accomplish a task, I guess. It doesn't really have a task. Wandering aimlessly doesn't have a task. Yeah, because by that definition, is a math problem an adventure? Yeah, because I definitely had math problems that took everything in me to try (laughs) to solve. and at the limits of what you could do. Yeah, and I don't know that it... That that doesn't seem to be an adventure. I think, yeah, I think to me an adventure takes so your mind and body. I as think well. we can say this: it's a challenge, yeah. right? An adventure is a challenge, and but it's a, not, not every challenge is necessarily an adventure. Yeah. But I mean, I know that we want to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard, you know. People, philosophers have talked about that for a while. If you were given absolutely everything you wanted, you know, immediately, it'd be great for like a week, maybe, maybe more, maybe less, but then you'd start to go insane. You'd want something to contend with, something to, to fight against and, you know, challenge yourself. Yeah. I think, yeah, adventure is definitely a challenge. And I like, and this came up in the podcast that we're kind of, remembering back at the, the forge was pretty sure C.S. Lewis in one of his Narnia books says that ad- adventures are never fun while you're having them. Uh, yes, I was going to mention that. <laughs> and yeah. I wouldn't say that's 100% true. Some adventures are very fun while you're having them, but lots of them, it's like in the moment, it's so tough and challenging that you're you're not necessarily enjoying it. It just feels like a struggle. Um, but in retrospect, you're like, wow, that was an epic time of, you know, mm-hmm. trying to trying to get through that situation or whatever and it gross. was. This is another thing. I feel like if for something to qualify as an adventure, it has to, it, well, it, this pretty much always happens if you're completely engaged in a challenge that's requiring all of your focus is you're going to, some personal growth is going to take place, right? Like, and I, you know, I think of every adventure story that I've ever heard or book that I've ever read like the main character is always a slightly different person by the end right it's character development they have had some form of personal growth and become more than they were when the adventure started which putting yourself at your limits will do that for you exactly if you're staying as far back from your limits as you can you're going to probably stay pretty similar to what you're like now i've been and this might be a bit of a tangent but i've been talking about that with my high schoolers and some amy and i had been thinking about before just like public speaking and public reading having to read out loud we were both like man when we had to do that in high school or anything like that it was such a nightmare to do just dreading it hated doing it and then both of us got into college and kind of realized, oh, first of all, <laughs> nobody really cares <laughs> w- what I'm reading here. I just got to do it. And so that helped us to be a little bit more laid back about it. But it was important to go through those really painful times of reading in front of people where you're just sweating and nervous that you're going to mess something up because you have to face it in order to get better at it. You pretty much with anything, you have to do it badly before you can do it well. Yeah. And the way I was putting it to my high schoolers was like, look, guys, if you're afraid of something like reading, speaking publicly, the way to stop being afraid of it is not to avoid it with everything you got. If you do that, you're going to be afraid of it forever. The way to stop being afraid is to do it. And only when you do it and do it a lot until you become comfortable with it, now you're not afraid of it, right? Avoiding it just, you know, makes it so you're more distant from the fear. It doesn't get rid of the fear of something. And so I think that might be a part of adventure itself is... Facing your fears? uh, Yeah, facing your fears. Staring down the thing you're scared of. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, and I always want to compare it to stories because I feel like that's the, the best way of understanding adventure is to look at the stories that we tell, the stories that are popular. The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter... 
you know, these novels that have been written of adventurous stories and, and you can really see the metaphysical aspects of it, I guess, and what it does to people. And there's always, yeah, there wouldn't be a, a story. Nobody, if, yeah, you nobody read the book if the person just was like, oh, you know, if Frodo was like, oh man, that, that's a scary Mount Doom there. I don't want to go anywhere near those orcs and just ran away from it. Yeah. Right. Which he does, he feels that desire to just stay comfy in the Shire, which makes it so relatable is because like, man, we all have the, that desire in us just to, just to stay as far back from any danger, any uh, challenge as we can stay nice and comfy in our own hobbit hole. Um, and so that's what I loved about, especially Bilbo and yeah, especially Bilbo really didn't want to get out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And so you can relate with him really hard on that. So that's part of it for sure is a challenge. You're getting out of your comfort zone. And I think there's an element of danger yeah. in my brain for it to qualify as an adventure. There has to be an element of danger. Yeah. And where I'm on the fence, I guess, is I don't know if like, I know that people are called to adventure and I know that we have a desire to undertake adventure but I don't know if an adventure is something you can willingly I mean for a certain level you have to choose it but I'm okay I'm just thinking about how you know people go on backpacking trips I go on backpacking I like backpacking it is difficult it's a challenge there's an element of danger to it. I mean, not much, but a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, with you're out in the woods with minimal survival gear um, and, you know, climbing on rocks and doing things. Um, but... Would you say that not every time you go backpacking is an adventure? I don't know, because it's something that I choose to do so willingly, and I don't... And when I, I get, like I was saying, I always like to look at the stories, I guess. And there are very few stories that somebody chooses to have an adventure. People can choose to go looking for adventure on a certain degree, I think. You know, you can have people who are like, I am just, I'm discontent with my life the way it is. I'm going to go look for an adventure, see what I can find, see what the world has to offer, Right. But in all of those stories, the real adventure doesn't begin until that person is scared out of their mind and regrets ever setting foot out or the in door. over their head. Yeah, until you're way in over your head. I don't feel like I'm in over my head when I go backpacking, right? It doesn't. It's it's not taking every part of me to make it through that trip. Yeah. I guess you know. Now, maybe this is a little too specific, but like somebody's first time backpacking is probably the adventure of a lifetime. If they are absolutely never been anything near something like that, that would be quite an adventure. And for you, you're pretty comfortable with that level of backpacking, but there's a limit to your level of backpacking. If we said, okay, we're going to back, we're going to strap up our backpacks and um, we're going to backpack the Arctic tundra. It's still backpacking, but it's, pushing it way beyond what you're comfortable with. And that's where people get into these extreme sports by taking something, an adventure that they really clicks with them. And you can almost always push it an extra step further and make it an adventure again, even though you're capable and you've, you know, you've learned all these amazing skills. That's where people start pushing the limits with things like this. I think I just figured out the missing, the missing key thing here the reason that i'm having trouble calling these things adventure like yeah. one of the hardest things people can do is climb mount everest right yeah. or at least from a outdoor enthusiast perspective hiking backpacking right mount everest is is mount everest um, people die on mount everest um and anybody can do it if you have you know sixty thousand dollars to drop on the trip you can make an attempt um and you might fail there's a most likely you're going to fail. You're not going to make it to the summit. Um, but I think the thing that's missing, like everything about a, a attempt on the summit of Mount Everest should qualify as an adventure. But the thing that seems to be missing to me is 
the reason behind it. Because, again, I always look back to the stories, the novels, Lord of the Rings. The reason that Frodo set out the door, and Bilbo, you know, similar type of thing for both of them, but the reason they, they got out of their comfort zone, pushed themselves, traveled all this distance, did all these difficult, life-threatening things, was for the ultimate good cause, to destroy evil. There was a threat, right? There was a dragon. There was a evil being, God thing. I don't know. I haven't read the Silmarillion, so I don't really know what Sauron is, but... Um, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad. He's evil, right? And destroying that, destroying this ring. Um, there's a, And so, like, maybe the first person to summon Everest is at least they're trying to push humanity forward, right? It's just like the trip to the moon. That's a, an adventure right there. But I don't... Everybody else that's done it since then is like... It's already explored it's territory. It's already explored so territory. It's still... And I'm not trying to take anything away from people who have summited Everest. I mean, come on, that's incredibly impressive. But it's like your your reason for doing it. I mean, it has to be less than that, right? I don't know. I don't I know. I, I I think I feel what you're saying. Um, yeah, is it, am I getting this point across? I, mean, I feel like I'm going to start bashing people who have submitted Everest, and I don't want to do that. Well, I think um, you might be, if I can put this into words quite right, I'm just figuring it out in my head. Yeah. Um, and I'll just tie it back to the Lord of the Rings thing with Frodo. When Frodo left the Shire, he wasn't planning on throwing the ring into Mount Doom. Yeah. He was planning on keeping it safe for a while until Gandalf could come back and help him out, yeah. get it out of the Shire, and then Gandalf was going to come help him. And then that didn't work out, and he had to take it further. And that didn't work out, he had to take it further. And every step of the way, until the moment where he, spoiler alert, he had to throw it into Mount Doom, and finally, every step of it, which, you know, maybe if he could have seen it all laid out ahead of time, I don't think he ever would have done it. Yeah. And so he started out with something that probably wasn't that much of an adventure mm -hmm. right that's that's the thing is you know when you do Everest when you go mountain climbing when you go snowboarding or rappelling or any of these like yeah. generally considered adventurous activities you know exactly what you're getting into and you can choose to go back at any point yeah. with no repercussions except for maybe a wounded ego but here's where I here's what I think the deal is I don't think the whole adventure ends when you finish Everest I think that could be part of your training. Yeah. I think that's the whole purpose of doing these things. It's worth it, even though Everest has already been summited, even though, you know, getting to the summit of Everest is not the ultimate adventure. It's training. It's character development. It's growing you into a better person for the next challenge, the next adventure, until eventually our ultimate adventure, right? What is our purpose on Earth, I think, is maybe what we're coming up against. And so that's where I feel like, man, even backpacking, anything that lets you push it and grow is part of that adventure. I think it all kind of strings together a little bit, but I don't know. Does that sound at all like what you were thinking about? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of different angles that I've come at this from over the last few weeks, and I, I'm probably not going to get to all of them, um, but yeah, I think... It's definitely, you know, baby steps throughout these novels. You, you know, think about Harry Potter um, from the first year to the last year. It, it's definitely got a lot more serious by the end. I mean, it's serious. I don't know. It's serious at the beginning, too, obviously. But um, by the end, he's like living out on his in a tent with his friends on the run from everything. And the evil wizards have basically taken over. Yeah, it definitely the escalated. The world, it escalated a lot, you know. And with Frodo, yeah, he started out just trying to go a little ways to get to Gandalf and kept things kept not planning out the way he expected it to. And I guess that's the thing, is it doesn't, it by my definition of adventure, it doesn't seem like the adventure really begins until something unexpected happens, yeah. right? Like if you are backpacking, with a group of people and then somebody breaks their ankle 
out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, now you're having an adventure, right? Which is funny. It makes me think of a G.K. Chesterton quote. Um, he says, a inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. And an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. And that's from his essay uh, <laughs> titled like something like On Chasing After Your Hat. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know that I count anything as an adventure until you weren't planning on it yeah yeah i think i i see what you're saying to me it's like that's more like the crux of the adventure is when suddenly something happens but i think leading up to it the wandering like we've said looking for adventure i kind of think it's a part of it i think it's a necessary ingredient of an adventure i think you can go looking for an adventure but I don't think you can just choose to begin an adventure yeah. whenever you want. Yeah, that's true. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and if you look for adventure sincerely you're probably enough, gonna you're probably going to find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is cool. Uh, kind of like seek and you shall find, you know, if you seek with all your heart, mind, and soul. You know, something else that I wanted to touch on, and part of the reason that I, this came up in The Forge, I feel like, and something that I've thought about before is... There's a lot of these kind of Christian books that are coming out. They're coming out like dozens at a time, it seems like, um, nowadays, uh, aimed at Christian men or Christian masculinity. And a lot of them, and that's the thing, I haven't read a lot of them, I guess. I've skimmed through a lot of them at bookstores, and it, it just seems like a common theme that I see is adventure men need to go and be adventurous and you know and i'm and yeah i feel like and i something that there's that book wild at heart which is super popular which i am not a fan of at all for a number of reasons (laughs) but we don't have to get into all that um but it's that's the you know i've read almost all of it um before i just decided i was done and I remember it seems to be pushing a lot like men need to go and be reckless almost in a certain sense. They need to drive motorcycles. They need to go rock climbing. They need to do things that are dangerous. And the reason for that being that men need adventure. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, I think people need adventure generally because of what we were talking about, how you're engaged with it completely. It makes you feel very alive to be engaged with something that it requires all of your focus, all of your attention, and pushes you outside your comfort zone. Um, but, yeah, I don't think you... And we've already... I'm, I'm kind of just reading myself, getting my thoughts in order here, but you can't just choose to begin an adventure whenever you want. But you can choose to put yourself in dangerous situations... But I don't know how much wisdom there is in that. <laughs> you know, I think there's, it does make you feel alive, yeah. but it almost seems like the worst possible way to gain that feeling, I guess, is to do something that's reckless or that puts you in danger. Yeah. Um, because- now, that's such a black and white statement to say, you know, doing something that puts you in danger. Everything you do probably is going to put you in some degree of danger. And so I think we need to make a distinction here. We're not driving a motorcycle off a cliff. Boy, (laughs) that sounds like crazy adventure. That's putting yourself in danger. Um, Climbing a tree is also putting yourself in danger. Obviously, these are two different things. So I don't know exactly what you mean. I don't know either. I mean, that's the thing. I'm working through this, my thought process here as it comes to me. Um, But I agree. There is... There is an element to, you know, adventure, which can become very reckless suddenly, where it's yeah. an adrenaline junkie searching exactly. for the next hit and it's just self-destructive. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't think <laughs> there's not really any options where there's no danger. I don't think that's really much of a viable option that I can think of. That's true. I guess this is where I'm coming at it from is the most adventurous parts of my life for the last year or so or more um, haven't been my trips, you know, times I drove the mo- a motorcycle around or went backpacking or, you know, we're going snowboarding this weekend. 
Um, it's none of that stuff. It's the, it's this podcast. It's me trying my best to contend with ideas, to push my thinking and my writing ability for my blog, um, and trying to do new things and put out articulate thoughts that I believe will help people, um, you know, that's taking every part about me. That's where I feel the most engaged and alive is when we're doing things like this. And I'm really pushing to to, to f- discover the truth, yeah. right? I feel much more, this feels much more adventurous than the things that feel a little bit riskier. Now, you know, I, I feel more adrenaline, when I'm snowboarding or driving a motorcycle, but there's no bigger goal to that than but the that's adrenaline the thing. and the fun. And that's that's I mentioned that earlier. Is I feel like you have to have some sort of higher purpose that you're doing this, yeah. going on this adventure, other than I wanted to, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. And it, it really probably just depends a large part on your definition of adventure i guess if by adventure you mean something that gets your heart pounding and your adrenaline up then yeah okay you know go rock climbing um go bungee jumping whatever but i feel like adventure is more than that yeah yeah i agree um but i would still say there's good value in those things like rock climbing and bungee jumping because they familiarize ourselves with getting out of our comfort zone and then when we do find some higher calling like trying to seek truth or start a podcast that's tricky and we're not experts we know how to get out of our comfort zone that's true we've practiced before yeah that's very true i guess is you're you're training yourself to work on getting out of your comfort zone i mean we've got you know um I send people down the zip line here at camp where I work all the time. And part of the reason we have that challenge course, we call it the challenge course, is so that people can push themselves out of their comfort zone. So I do think that there is a a good in that, and that is a good thing to do. I think my issue is when people present that as the ultimate of adventure. Yeah, that's as not the goal It's like, of yeah, that's, there's so, so many... M- better ways to have an adventure than things like that i guess to me it seems like it's all this yeah like we said it's kind of training yourself um pushing your limits learning growing in lots of different ways whatever you can do really um to grow and push the limits of who you are and get more comfortable with danger and managing it wisely all of that is training you for at some point you're you know we have a purpose especially as christians we believe we have a purpose on this earth and so anything i can do to prepare myself to to serve my purpose better is worth it and so all these little things at some point they're going to be useful um it's you know yeah. becoming a more complete person i can serve a better purpose here yeah Yeah, absolutely. I think there's all sorts of little things, you know, you might not be able to, to do the, I don't know. Okay. So for a long time I would, and I'm still am, but not as much as I used to be focused on building self-discipline, right? Because I wanted to be able to be in complete control and I still do. And that's kind of what the podcast is about, but of my actions and have better, (laughs) I wanted to have a higher ability to not want to do things and still make myself do it, right? And I couldn't just immediately turn around and start doing that in every aspect of my life, but I could do little things, you know? And one thing that you and I both started doing for a while was trying to take cold showers. Um, Which, now that you bring it up, I started doing again. Did you start doing it again? I'm enjoying it more than ever, so give it a try again. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, okay. And I, I don't even think I've ever, I very rarely ever took a completely cold shower, but I would just turn the water cold at the end and just try to stand under it for as long as I could. And it seemed kind of ridiculous, but it also was like, 
you know, it was making my mind stronger. Yeah. Me uh, to be able to control myself and my, to, I, I didn't want to stand in the cold water. I wanted to get out, but I was making myself do it yeah. so that I was able to make myself do other more important things. And there's a key, there's a big difference between um, trying to not let your desire for pleasure or comfort control you and seeking pain, right? Because that's yes. masochism and we're not, we're not for that. Yeah. But and I think that is the same thing as the difference between um, like you were talking about the, with the danger, yeah. right, is trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone and seeking yeah. situations that put your life at risk yeah. for the adrenaline rush, right? Yeah, confronting danger wisely is not the same thing as seeking out and putting yourself in the most danger you can find, yes. right? So, yeah. Yeah, and the same thing with, you know, what you're talking about, trying to build self-discipline and uh, self-control, we're trying to make it so that our own desire to be comfortable and happy isn't what motivates every one of our decisions. You know, we can make a decision beyond what's immediately comfortable, what's immediately uh, gratifying. If it takes, if it's a little bit uncomfortable, we're okay with doing it, right? That doesn't mean we uh, were seeking out the most pain and discomfort we could find. We were just trying to um, make decisions that were not motivated by trying to be comfortable and happy and yeah something that i wanted to try to connect i guess was this sense of adventure and desiring adventure and how that fits into a, our christian life i guess and the first thing that i see is how we were talking about an adventure is something that takes all of your focus yeah. takes every part of you and Every part of you is engaged with this challenge that's set before you. Um, I think that's the best way for us to look at our relationship with God, right? Is he has to be our number one priority. And, you know, he, that's, I've heard people complain and critique um, uh, Western or, you know, United States cultural Christianity, I guess, or like a hobby Christianity where you're, you are a Christian, you go to church on Sunday, but it's just like a thing that you do. Like you're a football fan, you're a Jesus fan type of thing. And you, it's not everything about your being. And, you know, it's like, if you go to church on, if you're a normal, regular person, you go to church on Easter and Christmas. And then if you're a really good Christian, you go to church every Sunday. And if you're absolutely insane and a Jesus freak, you go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and you're part of a small group or yeah. something. And it's just like, man, I, you know, I, yeah, it's really different from the way I've heard it described in other countries where Christianity is, is, uh, persecuted more is like these churches, these Christians who have to hide their faith and, you know, or they're going to be killed. It's like, it's everything to them. They're literally putting their lives at risk every time they have a church service together. And it, it means more than any other part of their life. It's their, everything about them is focused on God. And, and it's also connects with this idea of, you know, when you have a relationship with God, it says in scripture that he makes you into a new creation. It's not like you can give up part of yourself to God. I mean, like, okay, God, you can have this part of my life. See if you can fix that, but I'm going to do everything else. You know, I'm, I'm just going to keep my own control over the, the rest of it here. It's He doesn't change you part way. When Christ comes in, he's going to change you completely into a totally new being. Um, yeah. And it's not always a fun experience. It can be painful, yeah, right? Yeah, that came up in mere Christianity early on. C.S. Lewis was saying, you know, don't take this lightly. If you're in, you're in. Yeah. It's not that you're going to let Christ come in and make your life, you know, 50% better and you're going to be 50% more holy. Once once you let him in, he's not going to stop working on you until you're perfect. And yeah. that and so I think that's exactly right. Sometimes we feel like, okay, I want Jesus to come in and fix up um, this little problem I have in my life and this one. And okay, he's done those. Okay, that's I'm good right there. 
but that's not how it works. He comes in and he's going to keep working on you till you're perfect, right? Um, and like you said, it can be painful because sometimes we don't want to give up everything. Yeah. We want to give up, you know, this little addiction that we, we've decided is not good and maybe this little vice that we have. But um, when God comes into your life, he's ready to get rid of it all. He's ready to make you perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when we've talked about what exactly is an adventure, I'm going to try to rush, run through the things that we said an adventure requires. Um, it's a challenge that takes every part of you. It requires um, a sense of danger. It requires um, a higher purpose yeah. of some sort. And was that about it? That was about, that was about it. it. Those three. And, you know, that fits so well into a Christian life. This is our desire for adventure that I would say everybody, at least it seems like most people have to varying degrees, um, fits so well with a Christian life because for it's the ultimate purpose, right, to know God if you really believe in him it, it's like there's there's nothing no more important purpose than that and the challenge the pushing you out of your comfort zone like he will, he will completely push you out of your comfort zone you know if you're if you give your life completely over to god he's gonna get you into situations where you are uncomfortable yeah. and you're scared and it's taking every part of you to try to face the challenge that's set before you and then the danger you know it's the perfect level of danger in my mind because you you can get into situations that are dangerous i mean look at the um the apostles um pretty much all of them except for like maybe one or two were crucified for their faith right there there are physical dangers to following God because the world is not a fan. The world, it says, the Bible says the world will hate you, right? Is that true that almost all the apostles were crucified or all of them were martyred? Sorry, martyred. I said crucified. I meant martyred um, because a bunch of them were stoned or beaten. Yeah, not not crucified. Sorry. Um, A couple of them were, but one or two, I think. But yeah, they were all, almost all of them were martyred. And you know, but like Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. We don't have, we're not risking, <laughs> we're not risking anything that matters in the grand scheme <laughs> of things, if that makes yeah. any sense. It's like we're sacrificing everything. Yeah. It's in, in one way, in a, from a materialist view, it's the ultimate danger. You're risking everything yeah. about this world to gain a relationship with Christ, yeah. right? Which to live is Christ, to die is gain. That should be the only thing that matters, right? If we're really focused completely on him and it's hard to get yourself into that place where you really don't care about anything other than a relationship with Christ and knowing him. Yeah. But, and it's weird when you meet people who do, I don't mean to sidetrack too much. No, you're good. Um, but I just remember at some point having a, a conversation about I think one way that people phrase it is some people are very heaven-minded and other Christians are not. It's, and I think it's good to have a, a mixture of both because there's a lot going on on the earth right now um, that Christians need to be paying attention to and ready to, um, you know, ready to disciple people and go reach the lost. But then there's some Christians that you meet and they're just like, man, I can... I can barely stand to wait. I'm ready to go be in heaven right now and give it all. And so, yeah, some people are, it's weird to hang out with somebody. I've met one or two people that I was just like, whoa, all they're thinking about is just being with Christ in heaven. And it's like, whoa, that's, it's a completely different way to, to go through life. It's not the way that most people look at life. Yeah. And so in one sense, like I was saying, it's, the ultimate danger because you're risking everything. You're risking your life. You're risking your family. You're risking all of your material possessions. You're risking your health. Um, depend, you know, to go and put sacrificing all of that 
for God. Yeah, it's not just a it's not just a risk for the sake of risk. Yeah, it's not just risk for sake of risk. It's a risk for the ultimate good, and it's also not a risk when you compare it to what you get in return because it's absolutely worth it. It's the best deal you could ever possibly make, right? Is to exchange the world and everything you could do on your own here and could gain for the a relationship with God. Yeah. And I think that one of the interesting things is lots of the things that you give up in seeking Christ, he gives back to you. Yeah. It just tenfold, right? He like, wants to take care of you here yeah. on earth as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. But first has to be the kingdom of God, not the things themselves. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that. That's what I was like. I'm, like I said, I'm trying my best to articulate these thoughts, but they're I'm working through them as I talk. So, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. If you seek the other stuff first, maybe you'll get some of it, but you'll lose the only thing that actually matters. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, yeah, I can't think of a better adventure than that, right? Yeah, ultimate adventure there. Which is which includes facing the ultimate evil, right? Yeah. As yeah. Christians, that's what we're up against. We're up against the real life Sauron, <laughs> right? Taking it all the way back to to Frodo and the Ring, like, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty serious. Something that I feel like we kind of worked up to the climax, the ultimate adventure there. I'm not sure if this is worth keeping in the, in here, but something I've been thinking about recently, which I'm not sure qualifies as an adventure, but maybe loosely related, is just experiencing new things. And I feel like I'm very focused on trying to experience new things. And Amy called me out for it. And I didn't even realize that much about me until she pointed out something. We like to go to Zaxby's and get stuff there and I know what orders I like to get what sauces I like to get I know which ones are my favorite Mm -hmm. but every now and then we'll go there and I'll get something that I know I'm going to enjoy less but it's new and it's like to me it's so worth it to go out there and experience as much as I can of the world and I don't know if that's at all related to adventure or ties in well, but I just thought it was interesting. It's just kind of that spirit of exploration and there's so much out there to experience. And it's such a shame when we get comfy, we know exactly what we like and we just do the same thing day after day after day. There's so much to experience. I think I I get what you're saying because I've seen that, felt that same desire. And I agree that it's a shame when we just stay in our comfort zone and do the same thing day after day. But I think if you're, you can't accomplish as much good if you were, you know, to be constantly moving from place to place, looking for the next new experience always, you would be able to, you could spend your whole life finding new experiences. The world is so huge. There's so many different cultures and people and environments and things to see and experience. But if you really want to make an impact you have to stay and you have to, you know, not go and try to meet new people, but build relationships with the ones that you know. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's not what I'm saying, but you're absolutely right. Because that is, I wanted to bring that up earlier as well. Yeah. That was one thing I I, I was thinking about earlier and then it got lost. I think it's overhyped, over romanticized the idea of adventure being me going to another country. It's And I think probably movies are, a big part of who's to blame for that. And this is that the same idea behind the whole van life culture, I feel like yeah. as well is like, if you really want to be happy, you have to be constantly moving to new areas and looking yeah. at new views. And I really think it's a really simple phenomenon. I think it's the grass is greener feeling that, oh man, things are so normal and boring here. If I was in another country, it would be way different. <laughs> And yeah. guess what? It's the same you in that other country. <laughs> and, and yeah, so. I think it's, it, it, and the thing is, it's like 
positive reinforcement behind this idea because when you go to a new country, you feel that feeling that you get with an adventure of being engaged because everything that you're seeing is new and engaging and interesting. You're not bored at all by your environment or the people around you. But again, it's just because... It's not because it's any better than it was back home. It's only because it's new to you, right? And so if your priority is just to chase that feeling of being interested and and enjoying, you know, I don't know. I don't say enjoying because you definitely can enjoy stuff if you stay in one place. Um, But that feeling of everything is new and exciting and constantly seeing new things, it you're going to feel it if you keep moving. You'll have the constant new experience feeling, but you're going to be leaving your meaning behind, if that makes sense, I feel like. Because it's not, it's exciting, but it's not meaningful. That For it to be meaningful, you have to be positively affected, I feel like, or making a positive impact in some way you know and you the the small talk conversations that you have with these strangers that you're meeting every single day if you even talk to them um aren't i don't know and i keep going back to the relationships with people because i feel like that's how we make a positive impact for the most part is through relationships with other people but i think there's probably a lot more to it than that yeah but i would say i think the idea that you're getting at that at least the part that i agree with is that getting away from the going broader you know going to see more and more places rather than going deep in one area and really getting to know the people and the place i think there's a lot of value to that i think that's where the real adventure can set in as well And you'll have to you'll have to quote better than me, but I think Chesterton talks about the adventure of hopping the fence and talking yes, to and your neighbor. Yes, and I mentioned that in the episode that we recorded with the Forge podcast, and it's I thought it was from one of his essays, but this morning I was looking for it in some of the books that I've got, and I couldn't find it. And I didn't spend you know a whole lot of time looking, um, um, but I, I might be misquoting. It might be Lewis. Um, it's probably one of them maybe it's from somewhere else i don't know but the fact that i couldn't find it made me really unsure but somewhere from somebody i read something a great man once said (laughs) yeah that you know when you travel to the other side of the world you go to china everybody that you see there isn't going to be it's almost like they're not real people to you because you don't know them you don't know their names you don't know their faces you don't know anything about them and if they you'll probably never see them again right and so the interactions that you have with them don't matter because and i'm not saying that you can't have a positive interaction and a meaningful interaction with a stranger yeah that can happen occasionally you know somebody can show up and tell you something that you needed to hear but Generally, I think it's much more of an adventure. I guess this is my issue with it, um, is that people go to other countries and to new places and they say that they are seeking an adventurous life by constantly seeing new things. And I think it's much more of an adventure to hop the fence, which is the other part of this quote from this essay, and have to contend with old Mrs. Smith, who lives next door, who's known you since you were three, and is upset that you just stomped all over her petunias, right? Um, That, those interactions with those people that you know, those relationships that you've built, I feel like are going to make your life so much more meaningful than the excitement of meeting new people constantly day after day after day and i don't want to downplay the virtue of new experiences too much because i do believe as i'm thinking about it that there there is a there is good experiences there is meaning there is um positive positivity 
and growth that can happen from traveling to new places and having new experiences for sure. I guess I just don't like when people act like that's like the best way to like, that's the highest priority is to have new experiences. That's the only way to have an adventure. Yeah. Like I would say traveling to, you know, going on vacation to a new country and is better than having no new experiences. But I would say by no means is it, um, better than just staying where you're at and having new experiences with the people around you, right? Going deeper in the relationships that are near you. And there's so much you can do. Not only people, I know people is maybe one of the most important adventures we have is the relationships we have with people. And that's what I feel like I'm falling short. I think relationships are maybe more important to me than, not maybe than they should be, but I feel like there's more to this than I am able to see because I make such yeah. an emphasis on relationships. Yeah. Sorry, and I totally interrupted you. But but even places, like you've grown up here your whole life, um, but for sure there's something you could do that would get you a better understanding of this place, even the, you know, Forest City in Rutherford County, um, and just enjoying the place. People get so fed up with the place they're in, just like a... <laughs> this little, this old town but we can you know change our perspective and enjoy the people and the place that we're in and you know experience it in new ways and i think that's really worth doing rather than just fantasizing about another country and different people um actually experiencing the people in the place that you're at and the people that are around you now mhm yeah don't just sit there and dream about what your life is going to be like in a year or two years or five years because you're just going to miss out on what your life could be like right now. Anyway. I like that. That whole piece, I don't know where that goes. Uh, it, I don't know. It kind of fits yeah. in. And I'll leave it in. We'll just throw it in at the end somewhere. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I will try to remember to put links to both The Forge and the Firestarters for Jesus podcast in the show description or the show notes or the episode description i don't know i don't know what to call it but you know you'll find it um thanks for listening that's right um yeah we're enjoying the podcast i hope you guys are too and we've had some growth recently which is cool um i've been working hard on the instagram page so yeah anyway I don't know. I never know how to end the dang episodes, man. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't. We're now streaming live uh, <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> <laughs>